Listener Production. Today, we're going to try and warp our heads around some of the most mysterious objects in the universe, black holes. Are black holes real? How do we know they exist if we can't see them? What does physics tell us about these extreme cosmic monsters? I'm Evram Yazgan, a science journalist with Cosmos magazine, and today we're diving straight into a black hole. We don't have a choice, its gravitational field is too strong. I'm going to skip to the punchline here so we delve into black holes properly. Black holes are objects so dense, their gravitational pull means that nothing, not even light, can escape. And yes, they are real, and we have evidence for them. The first black hole discovered is known as Cygnus X1. It was not directly seen, because you can't see something that doesn't reflect light, hence the name black hole, but evidence of a black hole was first found in 1964 when astronomers noticed X-rays coming from a blue star. In 1971, they figured out that the star was orbiting a strange dark object. But this was just the first tangible evidence for something theorised much earlier. The origin of the idea of black holes is often ascribed to Albert Einstein and fellow physicist Carl Schwarzschild in the early 20th century. But in 1783, long before Einstein and modern physics, English country parson John Michel first put forward the idea of an object so heavy that light could not escape it. His calculations assumed such an object would be the same density of the sun. Michel found that a star 500 times the sun's mass would appear black because its immense gravity would slow objects, including light particles, trying to escape its surface before they crashed back into the massive star like a ball thrown in the air. We now know, thanks to Einstein's theory of relativity, that the speed of light is constant. It's not affected by gravity. So Michel got the right answer, but his working was wrong. Even though Einstein denied the existence of black holes until his death in 1955, his 1916 general theory of relativity actually has as one consequence of its equations that there could exist objects like black holes. In 1917, Schwarzschild and others independently arrived at the same conclusion as Michel when they applied Einstein's equations to a point source. They came up with what is known in physics as a singularity, where the results weren't finite as you would expect in the real world, but infinite. In such regions, the density of mass becomes infinite, meaning standard concepts of space and time have no meaning. The results weren't properly understood until 1958, when American physicist David Finkelstein suggested that the radius around a mass where the solutions to Einstein's equations are singular correlate to the presence of an event horizon. It wasn't until 1967 that the term black hole was first coined by American astronomer John Wheeler. The event horizon is where the magic happens. Causality applies in only one direction across this imaginary line around the black hole. Famously, if you were to approach the event horizon, time would slow for you relative to those watching you from afar until, to an outside observer, you stop moving altogether. This is because the immense gravitational pull of the black hole warps the fabric of space-time. This is an extreme example of what happens around any object with mass. For example, two identical clocks, one on Earth and one on the International Space Station, won't tick exactly the same. Every six months, 
time on the ISS is behind by 0.007 seconds because of gravitational time dilation. But of course, one does not simply approach the event horizon of a black hole. No, in fact, it is a gruesome experience that has led to the introduction into the English language of one of the most glorious words, spaghettification. Due to tidal forces from the gravitational pull of the black hole, any object that veers too close to the dark monstrosity has the unfortunate experience of being compressed along its width and stretched along its length. Hence, you would be spaghettified if you got too close. Suppose you were to fall feet first into a black hole. Besides the immense pressure on your sides and stretching of your legs before you eventually get ripped apart, what would you see? Again, supposing you actually survived crossing the event horizon, your sights would be overwhelmingly swamped by the blackness of the black hole. As you approach the event horizon, you may see galaxies and stars behind the black hole magnified through gravitational lensing. But overall, your surroundings would just get more and more black until you reach the point of no return. But what does it take to be a black hole? While black holes are the burned-out remnants of a star's core, not any old star can join the heavyweight club. For more on how a star ends, have a listen to the Harp podcast about the sun. But the digest version is this. Once a star uses up all the fuel in its core, having turned hydrogen and helium into heavier elements through nuclear fusion, it undergoes a massive transformation. The star goes supernova, blasting its outer layers into space. What is left behind is the stellar core, which collapses in on itself. If the core is massive enough, it becomes a stellar black hole. These can be three to a few tens of times the mass of the sun. But they are extremely dense, jamming all that mass into an area only a few tens of kilometres across. Hence their extreme gravitational pull. Intermediate-sized black holes are around hundreds or thousands of times the mass of the sun. There are an estimated 100 million of these stellar black holes in the Milky Way galaxy alone. The closest to Earth is 1,500 light-years away, but there is only one supermassive black hole in our galaxy. Supermassive black holes are astonishingly heavy, millions or even billions of solar masses. These tend to be found in the centres of galaxies, with the hundreds of billions of stars in a given galaxy orbiting around the central black hole. The supermassive black hole at the centre of our galaxy is called Sagittarius A star. This black hole was imaged just last year, but it wasn't the first to have its picture taken. The first was in 2019, when the Event Horizon Telescope imaged the supermassive black hole at the centre of nearby galaxy M87. But how can you take a picture of something that is, by its very nature, invisible? Well, the black hole itself can't be seen, but what is visible is the swirling mass of stars and gas that are being sucked into its immense gravitational field, being spaghettified. Delicious. There are even heavier black holes, called ultramassive black holes. The largest black hole known is estimated to be 66 billion times heavier than our sun. Aptly named Tun 618, it was first spotted by Mexican astronomers in 1957, though its nature as an ultramassive black hole wasn't suggested until after it was analysed again by Italian scientists in the 1970s. Tun 618 is greater in mass than the third largest galaxy in the Milky Way's local cluster of galaxies. 
Scientists think that finding out all we can about black holes may help us understand the most extreme and bizarre physics in the universe, and may even tell us about the evolution of galaxies and the universe itself, including where it all came from and where it's all going. If only we could actually see them. For the latest in science news, don't forget to check out the Science Briefing, also available here on the Listener app, and head to cosmosmagazine.com for more science just like this. Otherwise, we'll be back again next time for another Ha! Science Explained. 